the Messiah's Branch Broadcast, a one-hour prophecy program on the American Voice Radio Network, featuring Pastor Dan of the Messiah's Branch Ministry. And now, here's Pastor Dan. Thanks, and welcome to the We're broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is November 3rd, Most still don't realize it, but we are in that time of the end, and that's the time before Messiah Chloris returned. So it's time to get out of sin in the world and look to the holy city. Look to that one who suffered and died for you. Hear the sound of the shofar. Please, please, please heed the warning. Get right now before it's too late. Make the choice where you should or not if you haven't already. If you need help after the program, call me. I'll pray for you or with you. If you get the machine, leave your name, number, prayer request, and or message. The phone number is 620-878-4682. If you have an emergency and need to speak to Dan on the cell, text him, let him know you're going to call 316-619-4886. 316-619-4886. You can always find the breaking news. And the updates about the Wichita Mission Church radio program archives and all of our contact information is on our ministry hub, and which is prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, if yeah. I sound a little funny today, it's because I just had surgery in my mouth on Monday, so I'm doing my best. I hope well, you can understand talk me. A little low. And, I, and for the record, I'm going to have her talk a lot less during this program uh, because her, she did just get surgery on her mouth. Okay. Folks, remember, we are a national satellite radio program which is simulcast live on the net internationally. Um, we're on some independent FM stations and four different MP3 streams, Twitch, Rumble, Phone Bridge, and picked up by every podcatcher out there. And so, we'll even, let's thank our listener base, which is... Bath, United Kingdom, Paisley City of Philippines. French George, Canada, and in the USA we have Valajo, California, Dallas, Vallejo, Vallejo. Oh, Vallejo, California, Dallas, Texas, Springfield, Missouri, and Hutchison, Kansas is uh, this week is the largest group of listeners that listen when it posts to the podcast later tonight at branch.podomatic.com. That's branch.podomatic.com. Okay, and I hope she's loud enough now, folks. We'll find out from the producer if, if she, whether she is or not. So I'll make her move closer to the bike. But anyway, let's get on with it. Um, dear Heavenly Father, and you show how much she is named my prayer. Father, I pray ready to not go according to your will, not our will, Father. And please give everyone that understanding, wish to hear and understand the truth. So please, Father Yahweh, and your son, you show how much she is. Mighty name, bless this program tonight. Amen and amen. Well, we got a song. I don't think you've even heard this one, but it's by Brother Ben. Let's go. We now hear Augustine Sabata, Information Minister of the Brown Berets, the foot soldiers of the Aslan Movement. This was on July 4th, 1996, at an Independence Day rally and celebration at the Federal... Taken. It just seems that we've been reamed. You 
said that we're the thickest, but that's not the way it seems. Well, don't you know that it's time to wake up? Hey, America, aren't you Uh, well, I'm sorry, folks. For some reason, our recording stopped playing. We will uh, definitely um, have to get that fixed. It's a really good song by Brother Ben. It's, Hey, America, it's time to wake up and talks about a new world order. That His, his songs were made back in the 90s under Clinton's presidency, and they were talking about civil war and some of the same things we have right now. And so... Uh, and even Frank says, yeah, he hadn't heard it before. Well, we'll see what's wrong with it, and we'll get it up. In fact, i got a couple more maybe you haven't heard. Okay, moving right along. Um, let's hear from my wife. Start <clears throat> Portland, Oregon. Anonymous blood moon lunar eclipse will hang in the sky on the ballots that are set to be tailed for November 8th general election. The election day... Eclipse, NASA say, is the last total lunar eclipse in the Earth will see for the next three years. The lunar eclipse occurs when the Sun, Earth, and when the Sun and Earth and Moon align, causing the Moon to be draped in the darkest part of the Earth's shadow, known as the Umbra. But wait, there will be some dark sky time on the night of the full Moon because of a very special circumstance. For during the morning hours of Tuesday, November 8th, the full moon will undergo a total lunar eclipse as it passes completely into the Earth's shadow. Take advantage during this total phase and carefully scan the sky for some possible bright, turid meteors. Yeah, meteor showers are happening. All, all Illinois meteor showers, several other ones are happening during this month. But you, because of the darkness of the moon, you should be able to see uh, a lot of these meteors. So while you're seeing the eclipse on election night, you're also seeing, you could see a lot of meteors in the sky. So is it an ominous warning? Well, I don't know. We, we go through these, these cycles all the time, but it is what it is. Uh, we did say that we do know that there will be signs in the sun and moon and stars about bad things. But we'll see. Well, Speaking of, this was just a minute. This was my way of bringing up the fact that election time is next Tuesday, and our country, and it matters the way of the world, is going to depend on this election. What was you going to say? I was going to say, I'll bet you I get those some of those pictures sent directly to my email from Elon Musk because I know he's going to be taking pictures of it. Well, why would you get them from Elon? Are you because he sends. I'm, I'm in. I'm connected to him. I get all. I don't get. I might not get all of his solar pictures, but I get all. I get a lot of pictures. So you're on. You mean on on what Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a he's an avid Facebook person. It comes through my feed also. I just don't notice it. I joined him. I follow him, so I, I get a lot of his stuff. Okay. Well. <clears throat> all right. Anyway. Uh, so here's the point, though. Um, right now, it looks like the midterms could turn favorably towards the, the Republicans, but what will they pull? I don't know. They could even declare world war between, I don't even want to say it, uh, world war between now and then, uh, anything to stop this election. But we could win, too, so we'll see. But big thing, get out and vote. Okay, Mississippi water levels are plummeted due to the drought, exposing shipwrecks. Close to 6% of Missis the Mississippi River is experiencing a modern drought. Now, uh, uh, do you want to read that? Yeah. The river moves more than half of the U.S. grain exports, but industry estimates cite cited by the federal government show the drought has reduced the flow of the goods by about 45%. Barges have been stuck there, according to the U.S. Coast Guard, and ships have been advised to lighten their loads. 
NASA sighting reports said images show well over 100 towboats and barges that waited due to the temporary river closure caused by the groundings and the dredging, the dredging work. Dredging work. Dredging means that they're trying to make it deeper, you know, get out junk out of it to make it more passable. In some areas, storage at barge terminals is filled up, preventing more goods from coming in. Nearly the entire stretch of the river from Minnesota to Louisiana has experienced below average rainfall in the past two months. Right, absolutely. Um, and, you know, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, a lot of our grain exports by, you know, those, uh, the Mississippi River runs clear up. And so these states, like Nebraska and other places, you know, uh, that's they haul the grain to bark to ships, barges, yeah. like they did for hundreds and hundreds of years, put them on the boats, and the boats bring them down. Uh, and so this is backed up. This is called food high prices and, and things. But I have a really good uh, thing for you about food prices. Um, well, we'll do Okay, we'll do that right now. Um, did you get the article I sent you about all these? I haven't been on my line on my computer since last Sunday. Okay. Well, I, I just sent you um, something about all these. You know what all these is doing for Thanksgiving? All these is turning back their prices to whatever they were when Trump was president. Really? Yeah, that's that's a they call it their Thanksgiving scale, their Thanksgiving uh, sale, and it's up. That means up to thirty percent off on some items and things, but they're reducing it. So, folks, if you want some good food, go to Aldi's. They got great food anyway. They are one of the best organic places there is. They're actually even owned by Trader Joe's and things. So, so you know when when the sale starts and ends? I assumed it already started. Um, it, oh, it said, well, what's that? Frank says Walmart is redu re reducing the 2021 prices. Well, that would be good, a year's worth of them. But um, for the record, Aldi's is, like I said, it's going back, could be up to 30% and 21, 21 prices for food. Well, that's a good thing. These, uh, I don't know. It's amazing that Walmart would do it because that just shows you the kind of inflation there is under Trump, not under Trump, I under repent, Biden. under Biden. And that's what all what they were saying about the all these things. What better way to show how much more we're, we're paying than to reduce the prices and let you see. But anyway, folks, so Thanksgiving. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Thanksgiving now. Uh, how many people do you think we're going to have Thanksgiving? Ooh, I'm not going to put that out there because I don't know. I'm over. I'm a, my number is over a hundred now, just on regular days. So, uh, and you was talking to some of them yesterday. They said that the homeless is up three hundred percent. Is that what you told? What me? I said it's a, it's it's off the charts. Off the charts. Yeah. Oh, so I'm not even going to guess. Yeah, well, I'm going to say something. You know, what? Do, first, let me. We'll do it like this with her. Would you, how many you normally have on Thanksgiving? Well, we usually do 125 both days at least, because we do Thursday and Friday. So, well, I'm one day at a time. 125 in one day, right? Right. Okay, that's what I mean. Right now, folks, we're on a regular day. Our numbers have hit 139 on right. a regular day. Yeah, so we outdid Thanksgiving. That's why I said that day, man. Was I tired? Well, and we did 120 on you know right at the first of the month. What's different about the first of the month? Well, why should that be different? I mean, because a lot of them get their checks and they don't come when they get paid. Well, the first week has always been slow, but it isn't anymore. Well, yes, traditionally, a lot of them would get food stamps on or around the families and other people that were barely making it. Because we get a lot of homeless that are disabled, and so they'll get a check at the first of the month. In fact, what they used to do was, uh, and I don't know now, things are just have so changed, but they used to, they'd get their disability check the first of the month, and it would only be enough to cover a motel for a couple of weeks. Right. And so they'd go into a motel, and a lot of times just across the street from us, go into a motel for a couple of weeks until the money ran out, and then they'd hit that, you know, go back out on the street for the last two weeks of the month. And during that period of time, you'd see less people. But 
that that's uh, when we're hitting the numbers of 120. That's not really diminished at all. No, not on the first of the month. That's um, that's over double what we used to do. 60 was a lot on the first of the month, and then yeah, we did 120 Friday or Tuesday. Well, here you got Frank. I'm putting 204 people served for Thanksgiving as my guests in the company pool. Oh. Yeah, right, Frank. Thanks. Okay. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do enough turkey for 250, and if I have to, I can stay up and cook turkeys Thursday for Friday, or I can even make something different on Friday. But I can't run out of turkey on Thanksgiving Day. That's my main goal. And well, I've always been taught one pound per person, so I'm gonna do 220 pounds. Okay. Well, so here's this kicker. Um, yeah, and that that's a good strategy. You can't go wrong with cooking too many turkeys. Here's why, folks. A lot of you think, well, I, we get all that turkey. Well, you know, if it's if we do, let's say that she cooks enough turkey that after the second day, you know, we do turkey Thursday and Friday. After Friday, she still has leftover turkey. Not a problem. What do you do with it? You put it where? In the freezer, and then I use it. I put it in the freezer, and then I use it. On one of my other days, because I haven't, I haven't been so lucky as to be able to make one meal with serving this many people. I have to make my main meal, which I can usually get 80 out of. Then I have to be ready to make something different. Because the Lord provided, He a way He showed me how to make beef and noodles and mashed potatoes and chicken and noodles and mashed potatoes in 15 minutes. That makes 20 plates. Yes, Linda, pat me on the back. <laughs> Larry was in awe. He goes, how did you make that so fast? We was out of food and people were lined up and I said, 20 minutes, we'll have some food. And he goes, it was like 15 minutes. He goes, how did you do that so fast? I said, the Lord did it. He just told me out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we got got a a big thing after after a, what am I thinking, after break. We've got a really good story that that you need to uh, stick around for, but I'm gonna so I'm not I'm gonna do the rest of the thing about the Big Soul Mission Church. So, folks, if you want to sort uh, help us with Thanksgiving, we still we haven't bought the turkeys yet. We um, I know we have some. I don't know whether that's going to be enough or not. But the point is 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 we still need to buy turkeys. We need to be buy all the the things that go with them to make the dressing and all the stuff. So. We need your support, especially if you're in the Wichita area, then you can just drop it off. In fact, if you're in the Wichita area and you want to call me, um, 316-619-4886, maybe we can arrange and you can cook a turkey at a time. And That's a really, really big blessing for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. And I, I said it to somebody, the wrong person the other day. He said, hey, no way I can make, I'm going to donate a turkey, but I can't cook it. i got 30 people coming to my house. You know? <laughs> oh, well, I tried. Anyway, but folks, remember in James chapter 2, it says, What does it profit, my brother, and though a man say, Have faith and not works? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to them, Depart in peace, be ye warm and filled, notwithstanding you give them not the things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. You know, faith produces works. Works don't produce salvation. I hope you folks understand that. Anyway, yeah, men may say, oh, I have faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Thou believest there is one Yahweh? Thou doest well, but the devils also believe and tremble. That wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is being is dead, being alone. The point is, is what I just said. If Salvation is a free gift. If you're saved by grace. You repent. Receive salvation, but if you have true salvation, then godly works, Christian works, whatever you want to call them, will flow out of you naturally. So faith produces uh, produces works. Salvation produces works, but works just trying to earn your way to heaven with does not produce salvation of itself. You understand? So that, anyway. Support us so we can care for the people the Father sends us. Men, women, and children from all walks of life who've had a bad break come to us for help. We get really no help from any organized churches and no really government agencies. We do, however, have one special place that has been helping us out. We minister to people in a part of town. People don't even like to drive through, let alone walk or be there as we are. So 
pray about supporting Orange Tomlinick and Mission Church. We, <coughs> anyway, we are the last hope for so many, and we are responsible, all of us, every one of us, to care one for another as we are brothers keepers. All donations, no matter what size, help. And the Father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart. Your heart. And if you don't wish to help with the poor, consider a donation for Radio Airtime. This isn't free, and donations keep us on the air. Remember, we also have to pay the electric bill here. We have to pay the Internet bill. We have to pay for Radio Airtime. We have to pay for the computers and the websites, and all those things have to be paid. And we're only on the air and able to do this because of what? Your kind donations. Tell them how they can donate. You can donate online, over the phone, or by mailing a check or money order, and you can find all that information at prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. Right, amen. And uh, specifically, though, you people that if you want to make a donation for uh, Thanksgiving, now they still have time to mail a check, right? Yeah, it's still three weeks, It's three weeks, right? Yeah, it's the third Thursday. Yeah, it's third Thursday, so if you want to mail a check or money order, you can do that. That's amen. If you want to donate, this is critical, though. If you want to donate uh, by instantly, you know, online, uh, that's great. I love those kind of donations. But I want you to say, put a note in it, Thanksgiving, you know. Even on your mail-in donations, Mark, at Thanksgiving, or it'll go in the general fund for bills and, and expenses. Oh, yeah. So any way you look at it, then they need to say for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, so please, please, please do that. And if you want to call and talk to me about it, I'm totally open to that. Text me first, 316-619-4886, if you possibly can. And the reason I say text me first is because there are so many robocalls. Your phone call might not get answered. Okay, um great time, so what are you going to tell them? Oh, well, you can find all of our contact information at, over at prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. We'll be back in four minutes. Go away, Pastor Dan will be right back. In this time of the social and spiritual breakdown of America and the world, in these prophetic end times, God is calling multitudes of Christians to the Ozarks and other safe havens around the world to survive so they can spread the gospel. The Ark Haven Intentional Neighbors Vision is to prepare Christians physically, mentally, and spiritually for these end times. Thousands are coming to the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas and Missouri, where even the CIA says it's one of the safest places on earth. The Intentional Neighbors concept allows Christian neighbors to own adjacent land to each other so they can aid and help each other. The community is exploding with nurses, a doctor, and other professionals as well as many others. If you cannot afford to buy a house, you can rent a house. Call 479-502-1789. That's 479-502-1789. Or visit arkhaven.org. That's arkhaven.org. Tell the Pastor Dan sent you. What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important information in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? Would you tell them? Well, most would. So what is the most important information in the world to all people, nations, and languages? The most important thing to do is to receive Jesus. But the most important thing not to do is don't take the mark of the beast because those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death but are eternally tormented in hell. Revelation 14.11 says, The smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image or whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. But how do you tell them? Give them the book, Miss the Mark. If they'll read this simple, thin, easy-to-read book, they will never take the mark of the beast. One for 20, but don't do that. We offer them a shrink-wrap sets of 10 to give away. One set of 10 for 30, two sets 45, four sets 70 at prophecyclub.com. Miss the mark at prophecyclub.com. Miss the mark at prophecyclub.com.
Well, we're back. This, we're back. This is Pastor Danny and Linda Catlin and Lewis and Science Branch Prophecy Hour on the American Voice Radio Network. Okay, we've got some things for you. This is a big deal. Oh, I've got to get to the right part of the notes for this. Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay, sorry, folks. Give me just a minute. Um, right here. I forgot to make it red. Okay, here we go. Um, you know, I've been saying on this program for a very long time, I, you hear me talking about all the time how things are the church's fault, that it's fell on the churches, which you don't, a lot of folks don't realize, and I did realize it a very long time ago, been harping about it for a very long time, is that, um, the major church denominations, and I'm not talking about all the independent churches. I'm not sitting here talking about, um, per se, the 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 you know Southern Baptist Convention, but I'm talking about all the, these other big evangelical programs. You know, I noticed it really stood out to me way back before I even started doing talk radio, and I was uh, um, I don't remember what catastrophe happened. Yeah, I do. It was actually around 9-11 time. It was just, it might have been. But what was shocking to me is that the government, since it was, had an agreement with, you know, denominations of churches where they sent government people to the churches to train the church employees how to get um, seniors and other people to comply with government you know, in cases of disaster and things, and, and they tried to make it sound like a real good program. But So you had government influence on the church. Well, you know, here you go. When you're owned by the government, you know, whether you like it or not, folks, if you're a corporation, you're owned by the government. End of story. You can argue, oh, blah, 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 my church ain't no there. Well, in reality, they, that your church may be so small, so small or you haven't stepped over a line that somebody's turned the church in. But the church has to follow the rules of a corporation. A corporation, you look it up, any corporation, the head of it is the state, period. So you have to follow government rules. But anyway, so how did, so I've been telling them, telling everybody how America has been transformed and it's done so not just through the schools, but it's, it's done through, uh, you know, the churches, you know, because at the church, you go to, well, if my preacher didn't tell me something was wrong, then I guess I'm okay. You know what I mean? They'll surely sound a warning. Okay. What I have is an article over here. Go to the radio archives and you'll find this article. We're not going to be able to go into the part where it talks about the teachers because this is a very lengthy article, but this is something that you really must know, and I want you to beware. And a lot of people have woke up and they came out and they started home churches or switched to a different church, but... I would not be in any church or any corporation. Um, and this is the headline, and I'm going to let my wife read it, but I'm going to be interrupting a lot. Okay. And if you see it marked in blue, stop just before it because I'm going to emphasize it. Okay, uh, you can start right there. Teachers, preachers, and Green Unholy Alliance to Transform America. Right. That, okay. Stop. That is the headline, folks. So that's what you look for. Teachers, preachers, and Greens, Unholy Alliance to Transform America. Really superb article. Go ahead. Okay. The bedrock of America's strength has always been education and churches, and both have been virtually destroyed, and particularly vast swaths of Christian churches have been transformed into centers of earth worship and all things green. How this happened is no mystery. It will intentionally, with malicious intent, to destroy America. The first step is liquidating the people. A people is to erase its memory, destroy its books and its culture and its history. Then have somebody write new books, manufacture new, a new culture, invent a new history. Before long, the nation will begin to forget what it was or what it is and what it was. The world around it will forget even faster. The struggle of man against power is the struggle of memory against forgetting. Melanie Kendrick. Okay, so what you have, the first step in liquidating people is erasing its memory. That's what communists do. They go in, they erase history. What did we just see? 
We just saw them tearing down statues, tearing up books, going with critical race theory, going with, they invented a new history on the founding of America and are uh, teaching it in the schools. This is all out there and everybody's talking about it, but this was a plan all along that's being instituted. And unless America wakes up, part of it is, is all of it, but the repentance has to come to the church. But they are doing this. This is in, done and being done right now. While communism fell in the late 1980s, those were, who were busy scheming to impose global governance on the sovereign nation had a problem. Suddenly, the only superpower in the world was the United States, the only nation on earth based on the ideas of legitimate or limited government in individual liberty and free enterprise. If American bedrock ideals from of freedom took hold in the engaged emerging nations of an old Soviet empire, global governance was impossible. Okay, so America had to be destroyed, and this has happened. In fact. Um, if you go look and see what the, the college campuses, they just did a poll. Articles over there, you can find it. Did a poll on campuses, and what did it say? College students wanted to be under socialism. What to do? The answer was obvious. Change America. Get her to join the community of nations with the proper attitude. Force her to learn her proper place. Target Americans' attitudes, values, and beliefs. And add to force us to quickly question those American ideals that eliminate our elements of guilt and fear would be essential. Two specific targets were identified the American public school system and Americans' Christian churches. Okay. Well, I'm going to read here for a minute. So this, this is critical. So Americans' churches. Now, the part that I eliminated first in this article, folks, they go into what they did at the schools. And I left that out because it's too lengthy to read and we'll have time for the second part. Uh, you know, about uh, the church. But anyway, it goes on to say, these steps were the breeding grounds for the out-of-step American ideas. The schools taught us, the founding fathers, in their courageous battles to recognize that we're all born with our rights as free individuals. They taught us that government's job is to protect those rights. Moreover, the very source of those ideas stated by the founders over and over again came from what? Came from Christian teachings. In short, Christianity is the root of the American culture. In fact, if uh, you know, it's, that comes real apparent if you know much about America. If you go and read the Torah, doesn't it pops all t- uh, up all the time? You can see a lot of the things or laws or things they talk about in the Torah. You can say, well, that's where American law came from. Right. You know, it's just really, really blatantly apparent. The guilt and fear <coughs> elements of the scheme were were to come from a campaign that told us that American selfishness and mass consumption were destroying planets. Now, see, that's that's the environmentalist movement. Movement. The environmentalist movement was invented by Karl Marx, the guy that invented communism. Uh, Karl Marx said, "Oh, that evil West, they're, 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 the industrialized West, is polluting and killing the world." That's where it started at. Was communism to kill the West? Okay. Um, <clears throat> anyway, over the next three days. Uh, Okay, we're destroying the planet. In short, modern environmental movement was chosen as the shock and the awe tactic to force America into the global village. Over the next three decades, these forces were combined to rapidly and drastically change America in a very, very significant way. As Ronald Reagan said, but we are one generation from losing our liberties. Read this right here. Change the attitudes, values, and beliefs of just one generation, and America will forget its founding principles and fall in line with the globalist worldview. Okay. That's what you're seeing right now. Yeah. They, they, did, they took over. They did the school. Now, I've been harping about this. I've, been, I've had guests on and that have written books on this subject, put it out there, put articles out there forever. But the point is, this has been going on for a while. They captured our schools. They captured our schools. And so, anyway, this the second part. is called the Green Invasion of, Ameri- of Christian Churches. Some worried and concerned parents try to find comfort that their children are safe in their church on sun- in Sunday school, where they will at least learn the proper attitudes, values, and beliefs from a solid Christian view. 
they're about to be shocked out of that comfort zone. If they wake up and go see what they're being taught, the lesser noticed and perhaps more covert effort to modify American society has been the assault on Christian churches. I know this is a fact. I even saw it when I, when I you remember when we uh, got over there on Broadway with the Mission Church, I was invited to go to that church with the other Christian pastors, you know, yeah. and I met <clears> with them <throat> once a month, had meetings, right. and you, you could tell they were all in the globe of saying, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, that's a good deal. No. Anyway, the invasions were specifically to change the very root of Western culture. Beginning in 1993, 67, listen to this, beginning in 1993, 67,000 Christian congregations were targeted by a highly organized and well-funded effort to change and ultimately remove Christianity as a threat to their agenda. The driving force behind the assault on Christian churches is called the National Religious Partnership for the Environment, NRPE. Look it up, folks. It's shocking. N-R-P-E, National Religious Partnership for the Environment. The partnership is a formal agreement among four of the nation's largest religious organizations, including, here we go, the U.S. Catholic Conference, the National Council of Churches, Coalition on the Environment and Jewish Life, the Evangelical Environmental Network, in addition, the Union of Concerned Scientists, UCS, holds a special consultative relationship with the partnership. Funding comes from others, from others, Pew Charitable Trust, and Stephen Rockefeller, the Rockefellers, of course, the Turner Foundation, you know, Ted Turner, right? Um, w. Alton Jones Foundation and the New World Foundation. These are the big money guys. These are the people that control the world, richest people in the world. Okay. Your turn. The partnership operates out of an angelical church in New York City called St. John's the Divine. That's Angelican. And I'm going to tell you something about that in a minute, but go ahead. The cathedral is also the home of Gaia Institute and the Temple of Understanding. The temple is the official United Nations non-governmental organization. NGO. Okay, and that's Gaia. That's Gaia. You know, that's Gaia. That's what Mother Earth is called, Gaia. That's what they're named for. It's Gaia, Mother Earth. That's Gaia. Go ahead. The former executive director of the partnership, Paul Gorman, said, How people of faith engage the environment crisis will have much to do with the future well-being of the planet and in all likelihood with the future of religion, religious life as well. Okay, now you've got to look up, folks, you need to look up St. John the Divide Church, and there's a, bit, there's a lot of stuff about it. I'll put some articles over it. Go ahead. But don't be misled into thinking these are just good Christians seeking to address environmental issues. The exact opposite is the case. The programs of the Religious Partnership for the Environment seek to steer churches away from the Christian teachings and instead engage in spreading the worship of earth. God, how do you say it? God. Yeah. Uh, in the name of the Christian religion, worship of Gaia, in fact, calls for for man to worship the creation rather than the creator, the exact opposite of Christian teaching. Yeah, they're teaching you to worship Mother Earth, that the Earth's alive, and that, that you're worshiping the created, which the Earth was created, and not the creator. In fact, in the book of Revelation, it talks about at one point the angels, there's a, a, a calm in heavens during a whole bunch of the tribulation, and then you hear an angel fly through the air and tells everybody to worship the Creator, worship the Creator. Go ahead. We've got to get through this. Today's environmental movement promotes a social order for a global society organized around the nation that the notion. Earth, around the notion that the earth itself is the giver of the life. Uh, the advocate that man is not part of the ecology, uh, but in fact is the destroyer of it. Disciples of the Gaia hypnosis believe hypothesis hypothesis believe that all things, uh, all living things except for man, are in, interconnected to the and to damage or destroy even a tiny insect is to damage whole economic. Ecological, ecological systems. Yes, ecological systems. In other words, they say man's the everything but man is the enemy. Man is the enemy. Okay. 
such a position is the basis for a wildlands project I'll read a little bit for the wildlands projects and you, if you haven't looked that up you need to look it up that's been around it popped out during Bill Clinton under a different name anyway basis for the wildlands project that calls for rekindling 50% of all land in every state a massive assault on the concept of private property, state, and national sovereignty. But under Biden, they did release that. I think it was like uh, something like they've already started it. They was going to force farmers to put back, I don't know, 8 to 30% of each of their properties into wildlands, and they did already pass it, and it's already being fought. That idea of cre uh, was created by the Radical Wars first group, quickly made its way into a major U.N. document called the what? Biodiversity Treaty, even though it, and it was never ratified by the United States Senate. It's now being implemented across the nation with millions of, of land being locked away from human use. So they're doing it illegally, but they're doing it. It's also the basis behind wolf and bear re reintroductions, behind the destruction of dams, behind the blocking of building projects and sucker fish, and it's the very root of Agenda 21, the sustainable development that is now dictating development policy and the so-called social justice in nearly every city and county in the nation. Now, you know, all of a sudden we've, we've seen a lot of animals, um, you know, bear attacks and things like that in the last few years, and, and uh, wild animals, you know, walking into people's houses and things like that. Well, that's because instead of keeping them under control, they've reintroduced them to try to actually to try to run people out. Um, that's what they're doing. It's all part of this. It's, it's not a conspiracy theory. You can go look at the laws and you can see it. And if you just open your eyes, you don't. It's there. Go ahead. Meanwhile, the religious partnership for the environment is moving to bring all of the world's religion in line to spout from their pulpits, the Gaia position as the true source of life and spirituality and therefore the only relevant object of worship. They are, in short, changing Christianity to match their worldview. Well, and it's a fact. It is a fact. Uh, I, I, folks, well, my wife laughed. It, it, it's, it's so blatantly stupid. It's funny, but it's true. Well, it's like the word. If you're in the word, it says, be not deceived. So if they're teaching you that, get out of that church. Right. Regularly, the, uh, the partnership sponsors uh, conferences and seminars to bring pastors, priests, and rabbis together for instruction. They prepare sermons, excuse me, issue papers, and Sunday school materials to carry the Gaia message to the churches. The documents are carefully written in the language or style of each religion, so the church leader can easily incorporate them into church policy. This is being done. Shortly after attending such a meeting, it is not surprising to hear a pa pastor Suddenly preaching carefully, worded sermons which upon investigation are found to contain earth-worshipping paganism, a fact the minister would no doubt be shocked to learn. In May 1992, the partnership issued a declaration of the mission to Washington. The document was a statement of purpose on how the partnership intended to deal with our nation's environmental policy. The final line of the document stated this, Understanding that the world does not belong to any one nation or generation, and sharing a spirit of almost urgency, we dedicate ourselves to undertake bold actions to cherish and protect the environment of our planetary home. The language is straight out of the scriptures of Agenda 21, the Biodiversity Treaty, Al Gore's book, Earth in the Balance, and the Sierra Club. The document was signed by a wide array of religious leaders, including... Reverend Theodore M. Heschberg, uh, President, University of Notre Dame, uh, Reverend Gilbert Horn, Executive Director, Colorado Council of Churches, Miss Annette Kane, Executive Director, National Council of Catholic Women, Dr. C. William Nichols, President, Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, the Reverend Dr. William Philippine, Executive Director, General Assembly Council, uh, Presbyterian Church, USA, Reverend Throne, uh, or Tyrone, uh, S. Pitt, Sen uh, Secretary General, Progressive National Baptist Convention, Dr. Howard Reese, Executive Director, National Baptist Convention, Dr. Floyd Valentine, uh, former Executive Director, Christian Life Commissioner of the Southern Baptist Convention. Oops, I said the Southern Baptist. Go ahead. Uh-oh. And Dr. Richard Land, Executive Director of 
uh, Christian Life Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. Also signing the document were such notorious environmental leaders as Mr. George Frampton, President of the Wildness Wilderness, Wilderness Society, Chief Global Warming Alarmist Dr. James Henson, Director Goddard Institute for Space Studies, the Reverend Thomas Berry, Director of the Temple of Understanding, and Dr. Howard Reese, Executive Doc, uh, Director, Union of Concerned Scientists. Okay, see, those are very prominent people in churches. These people are directing most of the denominations of the churches. So the Christian church is being infected. That's why they're not pre preaching about sin and things. They're preaching about this garbage. In short, these are respected Christian leaders locked arms with some of the most radical environments in a document that declared its determination to enforce radical environment policy based on pagan earth worship and anti-American and anti-enterprise policy. Here, these radicals speak for themselves, uh, <coughs> which this is a person that speaks for. Helen Calda of the Union of, of Concerned Scientists says, capitalism is destroying the earth. Please note that the U.S. CS was started in late 1980s as part of the nuclear freeze movement, which is proven to be funded by the Soviet KGB. Huh. The membership of the USC has always consisted of less than 10% scientists and more 90% generic American bastards. Let's go back to that. What I say, this, the, the environmental thing was created by the communists to destroy the Western society. This is proof. Um, this thing goes on and on. Um, the Temple of Under... Folks, you need to wake up. Go ahead, read this one last one. How does all the pagan earth worship affect American society and moreover affect the average Christian American in their church view? Are the efforts of the partnership and its supporters reaching their goal by changing the attitudes, values, and beliefs of American society to fit into their global village? You be the judge. Following, a, following are a few actual events that have taken place around the nation since the assault on Christianity began. Item. As a congregation set in her church views in the Catholic Church of St. John the Divide in New York City, the priest stands at the altar ready to receive a procession of animals for the annual feast of St. Francis' blessing. Down the aisle comes a procession of elephants, camels, donkeys, monkeys, and birds, and followed by members of the congregation carrying bowls of compost and worms. Next to the sounds of music come acrobats and jugglers. In the pulpit, former Vice President Al Gore delivered a sermon saying, God is separate from the earth. It can, is not separate from the earth. Trying to say, earth is God. This is in St. John the Divine Church, which is the headquarters for this. Item. Meanwhile, in Kansas City at the Western Crown Center Hotel in an event sponsored by the Episcopal, Diocese of Kansas, a North American Native Indian prayed to the Godfather Spirit, uh -huh. Grandfather, Grandfather Spirit, right? Grandfather Spirit, and he prayed to the spirits of the four directions, and he prayed for those spirits to bless the earth and oversee the comforts. These things are... are Abomination. Just, folks, you need to just... Uh, we'll do one more. Go ahead. This is a... On a hillside just outside of Boulder, Colorado, 200 Americans found their own space and began meditating and resonating using vibrating sounds that sound something like locusts. Leader of the meeting was Josie Aguileras, leader of the Pan Plan Planet Art Network and New Age Transformation. Aguileras is the man who claimed to have decoded the man calendar and predict a great catastrophe for the world by 2012. Unless we reject our current calendar and adapt, adopt the natural time 13 moon 28 day calendar as usual, the dire predictions of the radical greens failed to materialize. Okay, well, let me finish. However, addressing the gathered crowd, Aguilera has presented them with a new idea that seeing the earth as a living spiritual being that could feel pain. The group was asking to tune into the crystal matrix frequency, which he called Mother Earth's heartbeat. He told them to relax, and people felt like they were being filled with the Earth's energy. They became vocal with sounds rising and falling rhythmically. Some swayed and fell down with the ground. In other words, there was some sort of spiritual thing that happened there. It was spiritual. It was demonic. And this demonic thing's going on. We are in that time at the end. You need to wake up, folks. You need to wake up. You need to get this article read, but you need to share things. And if you're in a church that isn't preaching your, uh, salvation, 
through repentance, you have to repent, and you have to turn away from sin. You need to get away out of these places, and you need to boy, make sure you vote. You anything to say? Yes, I do. It's not on this, though, but I want to tell my son happy birthday, which is going to be 28 on Monday. Monday. Well, amen. And his wife's birthday was yesterday. She turned 29, so. Yeah, and she's flippy-dipping out because she she's getting old. I think it's really cool. Her birthday is the 2nd, his is the 7th, and their anniversary is the 27th, all in November. Yeah, amen. And so we're looking forward to Thanksgiving. Pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church, Thanksgiving and all that, you know, and supporting talk radio. Uh, wow, I guess we better work on getting out of here. But folks, really remember there is only one true God. It's not the earth. Who is he? He's your potter. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach, who gave his life for repentant sins. And he rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him, and only through him, is the word of the Father. Remember, always be a blessing to others and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Because when you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, you're praying for Messiah's return. And I'm going to throw it again again. Make sure next Tuesday that you vote, because that's right. Make sure you don't forget to vote and vote Republican. Yeah, vote red. Even if you're not a Republican, vote red. It really matters this time. If you want to save America, you'll vote red. It may be, because whatever way America turns, so does the world, so to speak. And anyway... Lord our God, Father King Universe, asking Yeshua Hamashiach's name, that Father you would please bless and keep them, and that your face would shine upon them, and that you would be gracious to them, Father, and give them peace like no one or nothing else can. Till an hour from now, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time from Messiah's Branch.